0: Tonight, we'll hear the story of Crispy Bear. A long time ago, this little bear was alive because she listened to her father, so she was happy. But Crispy had one terrible problem. She was filled with
1: curiosity.
0: Yes, and one day, she saw something new and died. Just like that? Yes! Oh. Same ending as every day. <laughs> I get it, Dad. I will never do anything new or different. Good man, Thunk. <sighs> <sighs> my family has always survived by living by my dad's one rule never leave the cave. the chance to explore the outside world but what we didn't know was that our world was about to change Eve, come down Get to the cave go look out you really need to see See this.
1: crew. Caving around, uh, we cannot go outside the cave. Uh, we must stay inside and follow all the rules. A message to you, Crudy. A message, message to, to you, you crudy. crudy. Wow. A message to you. Hey hey
0: (laughs) welcome one and all to the very 26th episode of (laughs) dream jerks podcast dream jerks make the dream work this is the show where we watch and discuss every dreamworks animated film in order no matter what my name is kenneth
1: my name is john
0: and we are the dream jerks that's us there's no no one else is a dream jerk. Only us.
1: Only us. <laughs>
0: and today we're talking about we're talking about a movie called The Crudes.
1: Yes. I'm trying I'm pretty to pretty sure I'm pretty sure they got that from the title of the podcast episode. Uh yeah. You mean the <laughs> filmmakers? <laughs> no the people listening to the episode oh
0: i thought okay yeah probably it's possible sometimes i just hit play all on my podcast and something will come up okay and i don't even fair. know what it's gonna be
1: hey for all you uh random podcast episode players out there this one's <laughs> <Yeah>. for you <laughs> this one's
0: called the croods yeah uh before we talk about crudes though it's not a lot to go on It's just an interesting thing. Um, The Bad Guys, which is the next DreamWorks animated film that will be coming out. Yes. Uh, Someone on Twitter. Oh, let me let me go find who it was. Someone on Twitter was very nice and tagged our show in some marketing from, I believe, the German release of The Bad Guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Here we go. Yes. In Germany. The film The Bad Guys is called The Gangster Gang. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I know there was a new trailer for that movie that came out. I have not seen it.
1: Oh, I haven't seen it either.
0: And that's so we don't have anything else to say about it.
1: Yeah. I like The Gangster Gang.
0: (laughs) Me too. That's what I'm going to call that movie.
1: Yeah. And I kind of want that poster now.
0: It's a nice poster. Yeah. Oh, that would be great to have. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, the Gangster Gang poster for the movie The Bad Guys. Yeah. Let's try to see. Hey, see. if you're listening and you get a like a tip, you, you find this on eBay or some website is selling it, send that link over to us because we want that.
1: Yeah, we want that poster. I'm going to check on eBay right now while you talk about stuff.
0: Okay. Well, without further ado, I think we'll just get right into it. So... This week is The Croods. Um, I'm sure you've already heard if you've been listening to this episode. Uh, if you're just joining us, we're talking about The Croods. Uh This movie came out in 2013. It premiered February 15th, 2013 in Berlin. Hey, just hey. what we were talking about. Yeah. In the place where they call the bad guys the gangster gang. They yes. watched this movie first. They did. They did. And then it came out in the United States on March 22nd, which is coming up here. We're in March now. Yeah. So that's nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this movie is directed by Chris Sanders and Kirk D'Amico. Uh, Chris Sanders, I believe, is one of the directors of um, uh, How to Train a Dragon and and Lilo and S- Stitch, is that correct? I'm clicking on this link to see what his filmography Yes, Stitch. I think he may be the voice of Stitch, actually. Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah, he did. Those are his um
1: contributions to society. His...
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Okay.
0: Or you know what? Maybe not. May I don't think I think Dean Dubois might have been the voice. Hmm. Well, 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 shoot.
1: That's OK. He oh, still well. contributed.
0: Yeah, he was one of the directors of both of those movies. I knew I knew his name. Um, voice acting. Oh, wait, uh, uh, he he was Stitch. I was right. OK, he is. Stitch. Okay. he is Stitch. All right. Um, And oh, he is the voice of Belt in this movie.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: OK, well, there we go. Anyway, directed by those two, Chris Sanders and Kirk D'Amico, with a screenplay by the same two guys, Kirk D'Amico and Chris Sanders, based on a story by John Cleese, Kirk D'Amico and Chris Sanders. Like the John Cleese? The John Cleese from Monty Python. Oh,
1: interesting.
0: Uh, Helped them write the story for this movie. That's a story I would love to know we might have yeah. to take an intermission in the recording of this and try to find out what happened there.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm like what? how did that happen? Did he see he in a cafe and saw them writing and yeah. they're like, what are we going to call this movie? Uh, it's a bunch <laughs> of crude cavemen. What do we call this crude cave family? And he, and John Cleese walks by. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, you should call it the Crudes, but uh, <laughs> spell it differently. Yeah. And he walked away and he goes, by God, John yeah. Cleese is right.
0: Yeah. Or we the two of them were, sit- I, I like to think they were sitting at the cafe and they were just like, we gotta make a movie, <laughs> but what's it gonna be about? Yeah. And John Cleese just walks up, he says, cavemen. <laughs> the end. Yeah, that's the rest is history. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Amazing.
1: Uh,
0: this film stars the voices of Nicolas Cage, Emma Stone... Very appropriate for a caveman movie, Emma Stone. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't this, she would have been in The Flintstones. Um, oh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds, Catherine Keener, Cloris Leachman, and Clark Duke. Uh, with a budget of $135 million and a box office of $587.2 million. This movie was a bigger hit than I realized. Yeah. Because I really thought this was one of the most forgotten, overlooked ignored DreamWorks movies.
1: Yeah, because I I don't really recall much of it. Yeah. Apparently I've seen this movie before, but I'll be honest, Kenneth, I don't really remember seeing this movie.
0: What makes you say apparently you've seen it before?
1: Because I think when I got to the end of the film, I was like, I've seen this before.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But not till you got there. Not till I got to the end.
1: (laughs) Everything else from beginning to the middle to three quarters of the way of the movie, I was like, this this is, I don't think I've seen this. <laughs> and then I got to the end, and I was like, I think I have seen this. <laughs>
0: play, um,
1: Played a little trick on myself.
0: Yeah. Well, since it is now fresh in your memory, perhaps yes. our listeners... Do not have it fresh in their memories. Maybe they haven't just watched the movie like we have. Yeah. So we got. We should help them out.
1: Maybe I should uh, fill them in. Maybe. Oh, Maybe uh, I should.
0: Uh...
1: <laughs> it's already gone. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Oh yeah yeah. No,
0: it's still going. Oh, is it? This is a long train
1: oh long train silver
0: <laughs> it is still going
1: That was a crazy, sneaky train. Oh, very sneaky. <laughs> it snuck up on you. It snuck up on me. It snuck up on the listener. It's the rain. It's
0: raining tonight, listeners. So the rain covered the sound. All of, this, all of the the hints, the clues that tell me a train is coming were obscured by the sound of the rain. Yeah. So relaxing.
1: It is. It's going to put you to bed. I'm going to fall asleep right here while we're talking. You better not. I can't I can't carry the weight of this podcast alone. Oh. And you need to hit the stop button when, when I'm <laughs> done talking. <laughs> You're right. Okay. <laughs> I I need you to stay with me.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. Whew. Uh
0: uh Let's, Let's
1: synapse it. the plop. Uh listeners, dear listeners. If this is your first time joining us, hi. This is the point of the episode where we talk about the uh, plot of the movie, but instead of a plot, it is a plot synopsis. Instead of a plot synopsis?
0: Yeah, if we say the wrong words so much.
1: Oh. <laughs> whoa. That wasn't a train, was it? No, that was thunder. Ooh, interesting. Thunder on this darkened. and spooky. This isn't Halloween. I'm scared. (laughs) We will be
0: summarizing. John will be summarizing the plop of this film in less than 90 seconds or a minute and 30 seconds, if you will. For if John does not complete his plop synapse in less than a minute and 30 seconds... He will be receiving a two-week supply shipment of green
1: peas
0: from Australian chicken restaurant Red Rooster, which is not a sponsor of this show. But... You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Alright. Let me get my timer out so we can get this going. You'd think I'd never done this before. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Oh, I still have last week's time.
1: Oh, that glorious time?
0: Oh, that miraculous time. Alright. Yeah. Alright, I'm ready when you are, baby.
1: Uh give me two seconds. Let me pull this up. Alright. Well then. Let's hear
0: this plop in lights, camera, action.
1: Let's start with some narration, shall we? Eep is a cave girl who lives with her family of cave people. Together, they follow rules set by her father, Grug, in order to stay alive in a world filled with danger. Their main rule is staying in the cave and avoiding the dark. One day, after getting breakfast and promptly returning home, Eep sees light coming from the darkness outside of her cave. She leaves the cave at night and follows the light. She finds fire made by someone. A creature? No, a non-cave prehistoric person. His name is Guy. He comes with a sloth named Belt. Guy is heading to the mountains because the end is coming. Guy leaves and Grug finds Eep out in the darkness they head back home as dawn breaks Uh uh-oh the ground is shaking and the cave is destroyed the family is okay and as the smoke clears we see a new undiscovered land a big green cat chases the family into the wilderness grug leads the way but is dumb and overcautious the family is attacked by a swarm of flesh-eating birds but guy saves the day with fire the family decided to keep guy around in order to protect them guy helps the croods and at the same time grug becomes jealous and insecure with guy around montage the croods and guy make it to the mountains but the end is catching up to them grug attempts to keep the family in a cave but after self-discovery and learning the family distrusts grug grug mad grug want to kill guy they fall on tar but through character exposition and teamwork they jim henson the hell out of the tar everyone makes it to the sun but the end cuts them off grug decides to save everyone and in turn dooms himself but wait grug learn grug have idea grug make blimp grug save all the babies grug makes it big happy ending with narration the end
0: boy oh boy john i hope you're not sick of your potatoes yet hey <laughs> because you got more coming for you oh a minute and 23 seconds Woo. Woo. Well, that was nice and comfortable under the time limit
1: oh yeah i i as i was coming into the home stretch i was like oh yeah yeah oh yeah you can feel it i i felt those mashed potatoes <laughs> Touch, <laughs> touched them with my fingies yeah
0: you can already taste them
1: yeah yeah Mm. I I did make one error uh, and a little insider baseball for you listeners listening to this episode. Um, I usually write my uh, plop synopsis Mm. while I'm watching the movie. I chose instead to watch this movie and then write about the plop after I watched the movie. Mm hmm. So it's a little bit sparse and I made one mistake. Uh, I think it was uh, near the mid Uh, whenever the cave is destroyed. The family is okay. And as the smoke clears, we see a new undiscovered land. A big green cat chases the family into the wilderness. No, 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 no. It was an owl cat that chased them into the wilderness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, The big green cat comes in later.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, writing it from memory is hard because that's what I tried to do whenever. Mm-hmm. What was the movie that you weren't here for? Ugh. I cannot remember what it was. Yikes.
1: Whatever what was it one was. Can... What was the one I came back on? Ugh. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that was ages ago.
0: Yeah. I don't remember things. Yeah. Was it
1: uh, Oh my
0: gosh. Mega mind? You were not here for Mega Mind.
1: I was not there for Mega Mind, yes.
0: Okay. So I wrote the plop synapse for Mega Mind from memory, and it's tough. I came in like under one minute because I was like I don't remember what happens in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it's hard, man. I was you gotta, not- you gotta hit all the, the- Points. All the important moments. Yeah.
0: Um Yeah, yeah. It's harder than it than it seems. I'll definitely say that. And John, you're the champion. Won your potatoes once again. And uh ooh, yeah. Can I have a bite?
1: I've never had a bite. Oh, all I had to do was ask. Yeah. No, I'm willing to share. You just have to ask, man. Oh my gosh. Over a year
0: of potatoes. (laughs) I don't remember when we started doing the potatoes,
1: but I don't know. (laughs) But I think we started doing the uh, plop synopsis like after the third or fourth episode.
0: I think we started the first one on the second episode. I think uh, I think
1: you're yeah, I think you're right, because we got so caught up talking about the movie ants and going, hey, you remember when this happened or hey, you remember when this happened? And it wasn't like we didn't talk about the movie chronologically we just like jumped from yeah. one idea to the next and so by the time we were done with the episode i'm like this is too uh discombobulated we need a we need to yeah. talk about what happens in the movie this is very int- make it interesting yeah and then then we can talk about whatever we want about the movie
0: yeah it's w- this show is very much uh learn as we go as we were recording uh, each episode just kind of thinking like what if we did this? Or I don't like that. Let's not yeah. do that anymore. And so, uh, if if you've been with us since the beginning, dear listeners, uh, you've heard you've heard the evolution. Yeah. Much like the
1: Croods must much evolve. Like the cavemen. Yes.
0: Yes. From their primitive, scared ways to uh, explore the new modern world. Let's get into this movie. Let's. I very much enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of like a How to Train Your Dragon type situation where everything is set up so nicely and paid off so smartly and I think the biggest problem this movie has is that the character designs are not very appealing.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, they're not characters that that kids would want to cuddle with and that's where this <laughs> movie fails I think because I think it has all the pieces that make How to Train Your Dragon great, um, yeah. minus a, a cute, cuddly dragon or similar type character.
1: Well, they have belt.
0: Yeah, belt is belt is. Uh, he's an attempt, but he's not there.
1: Yeah, they have a uh, big green cat near the end.
0: Big green cat is pretty good.
1: Yeah. No uh, toothless. I'll, I'll... Uh, You know, Toothless and all the rest of the animals and creatures are just like murderers and (laughs) they want to kill everyone. Yeah. Oh, and And then there's Douglas, the dog. Douglas. Yes. And then there's the the white albino uh, chupacabra looking thing. And there's the two fluffy little animals that are joined by the tail.
0: Yeah. They share one tail. Yeah. They're like little lemurs almost like a lemur raccoon
1: little, little fat lemurs. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else? Those are
0: the ones that, that he saves at the end, at least all of those creatures. Yes.
1: When I, when I say in the, uh, (laughs) when the plop, uh, all Grug says all all the, all the babies, that's what I mean. All (laughs) the, all the little animal creatures that then become pets. Those are the babies. Yeah. All the babies. Mm hmm. What do
0: you think of this? Uh, I mean, you just said that you've you've seen it before. You believe, but you don't really remember it. So, what was yeah. your what was your initial takeaway?
1: Well, I definitely didn't see it in theaters when yeah, it first came out. For sure, uh, this is 2013. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember where I was 2013. Right around this time, nine years ago. Wow, so long. I Okay, I remember where I was 2013. No, this this, you know, it wasn't on my radar. Yeah. When it first came out. Uh and apparently I saw it much later, but I don't remember when I saw it. And yeah. it had to have been like just randomly on TV. Um. I like this movie. Yeah. It's uh There, there's there's certain things I like about the movie. There's certain things that make me smile and wonder wonder certain choices, which we'll get to that a little bit later um, about choices about the film. Um, it, it's a good it's a solid like for me. Yeah, you know, um, it's it's not in the in in I, I'll tell you off the bat we'll, we'll rank these movies later it's definitely not in the upper echelon mm-hmm. um, and it's definitely not at the bottom uh yeah it's like top mid for me
0: yeah that feels right to me uh i'm looking at my list now and uh, you know we're not there yet but yeah, yeah i'm kind of like scoping out the area
1: to see where it
0: where it's gonna land
1: you get you gotta take a look at it now while we're talking about it yeah we're eventually gonna come to that in the episode where we're going to have to place it on our lists. Yes, so
0: critical moment. Yeah, um, yeah. This is this is one that has it definitely has a lot of heart. I like all of the characters. Yeah, um, and that helps definitely big time. You know, yeah. and you understand where all the all of them are coming from. Like every well, single one of them, you understand Grug and his. Anxiety about protecting his family and his fear of the world. You understand Eep Mm -hmm. and how she just wants more to life than just hiding in a cave. Yep. Uh, You understand Guy who has seen the world and is trying to show them a better way. Like everyone's perspective is so clearly and effectively uh, shown.
1: Yes. To where you
0: you are on board with all of them.
1: Yes. And and those are our main characters yeah because that's that's where most of the story and conflict lies within the film are those main three characters grug the father of the croods eep the the daughter of the croods and then guy the uh non-cave prehistoric person
0: yes the modern i mean he's not modern yeah. but he is a little more evolved like he's the next step of the that that diagram of like going from a chimp to a, a person yeah you know he's like the next step from where the crudes are yes uh what is is that the cro-magnon i know there's a name for like the the next the first like version of modern humans has yeah. like a certain name on the whatever anyway Let me see. Um, also just want to point out that this is the first movie where Ryan Reynolds plays a character named guy. uh the second was free Guy that just came out recently
1: mm-hmm. that, that's love. right when it, when I when I saw that I was like, oh I wonder if that's uh that's coincidence or yeah not.
0: I think that his casting in free Guy is very funny to me because for a long time I've said, That to me, Ryan Reynolds kind of looks like the default setting white person. Mm -hmm. Like, he's like, he's the, (laughs) he's the, 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 why can't I think of it? He's the, he's the standard model. He's the one like, you, you didn't upgrade anything, you didn't make it your own. He's just like, yes, he is like the most basic version of that. <laughs> and not to say that that's a bad thing, I just think that it's he's a very he's a handsome man, but but so unremarkable in my opinion, which doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people really think he's a very handsome man and I hey, Go on. Yeah, go yeah, if that's what you like, then go for it. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> anyway, um. Anyways, uh, Paleolithic is Old Stone Age, uh, Mesolithic is Middle Stone Age, and Neolithic is New Stone Age. Um, that's really the only answer I have, Kenneth, because a- anything else that came up in Google search involved the, the uh, link, were cavemen created when Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden? <laughs> <laughs> hey, fair question. Yeah. And then I said, well, this is silly yeah (laughs) so i don't know let's uh you know stone age there's stone age bronze age and the new age iron age iron i want to say iron so maybe i don't know
0: oh okay so i think what it is is i'm looking at this thing about the uh paleolithic Europe Mm -hmm. and um, paleolithic Europe or the lower or old stone age in Europe encompasses the era from the arrival of the first archaic humans about 1.4 million years ago until the beginning of the Mesolithic uh, around 10,000 years ago. This period thus covers over 99% of the total human presence on the European continent. Uh, the early arrival and disappearance of Homo erectus and Homo heidelbergensis. Uh, you got that right. The appearance, complete evolution and eventual demise of Homo neanderthalesis, neanderthalensis. Neanderthalensis. Mm. And the immigration and successful settlement of Homo sapiens all have taken place during the European Paleolithic. So I think what we're thinking of is Neanderthals, which is probably what the crudes are. Yes. And then Guy is a Homo sapien, which is what we are.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I like that. There you go. There it is. Um, this movie starts off in narration. Yes a lot does it bother you that a lot of these dreamworks films start off with narration
0: it doesn't bother me no okay does it bother you a little um off the I, top I, of I, my head i'm thinking of kung fu panda and how to train your dragon right
1: well kung fu panda starts off with uh i believe it starts off with narration but it's also in a dream sequence
0: yeah that's true
1: uh shrek starts out with it how to train your dragon uh the intro to the cruise felt very much like how to train your dragon
0: yeah makes sense that they share a director
1: yes uh because it starts off with narration and the ending narration mirrors the beginning narration
0: Ah, uh, yeah Another thing that How to Train Your Dragon does.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I don't think Madagascar did that. I think race of the Guardians did that. Uh, yeah. Yes, it did, because it talked about... Uh, <laughs> my the moon Jack, told me my name. The moon <laughs> told me my name. <laughs> uh, I can't remember if Puss in Boots did or not.
0: Mega Mind starts with narration.
1: Yes, because you're it's, probably it's wondering
0: right. how I'm falling to my death.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, lot lots of movies with with opening narration, and I understand it's to it's to set up the film because this this is <laughs> Kenneth. This is, these are kids movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kids yeah. need a little bit of they need someone to kind of explain what's going on.
0: Yeah. And it just helps. It helps get the ball rolling a little faster. You know, if we had to watch everything that she explained in full movie mode, like that would take so long.
1: Yeah. You know? Imagine if 2001 Space Odyssey <laughs> started off with the monolith <laughs> in the middle of the desert <laughs> and all the apes surrounding it with with bones and sticks and everything. And <laughs> it goes, Hi. I'm monolith. You're probably wondering how I got here. Oh, now I want to see that. Yeah. All
0: right. Now, I I forgot to make our one week version of uh, the Shrek opening, but now I kind of now we got to do both of those things. Yeah, (laughs) I'll get to it
1: eventually. We'll get to it. It's been a busy couple of weeks. It has been. (laughs) It's been busy for both of us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We barely had time to get together to do this right now. It's true. But I'm. Pu- this is right in between grocery shopping and sleeping. Two yeah. very important <laughs> items on my to-do list.
1: <laughs> but we got to give the people what they want.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I'll never that's- forgive myself if we don't.
1: Yeah. And that's why we're here.
0: Um, All right. Getting down to my notes right now. Okay. This movie has great characters and energy. The energy of this movie to me is the most standout thing of just like, it's never, there's never a dull moment. Yeah. Always the the momentum is, is always going forward on this story. And I love that.
1: Yeah. They, uh, they move quick. The scenes happen very quickly. um, It doesn't feel like too jumpy as far as transitions between one thing to the next. But as soon as the next scene is is as soon as one scene is done, we're off to the next thing.
0: Yeah. It has a good
1: good pace to it,
0: especially that opening. Like when they're trying to get the egg. Yeah. They're trying so fast. They run incredibly fast, barefoot. Yeah. uh, Trying to catch an egg from a big bird. No, but yep. not the Big Bird.
1: No, that would just be awkward.
0: Yeah, that would be weird.
1: Hey, um, come <laughs> back with my
0: egg. <laughs> that was a pretty good Big Bird impression, thanks, man.
1: Wow. Uh, and, uh, and before they even get to the egg, they're like, "We're gonna go for breakfast. Breakfast formation. Let's go." And there's like that quick, that montage of like the camera right on them as they're running through all the wilderness to get to breakfast yeah yeah and the music oh.
0: the music in this movie is fantastic
1: yeah um it felt like the music when it whenever they were chasing around that egg uh felt v- like a lot of snare drum it felt like uh nfl football music
0: well yeah it's funny you say that because i'm looking at the track listing for the soundtrack right here um, the score was by Alan Silvestri, by the way, which is why it's so wonderful. Oh yeah, I I was watching the movie and listening to the music and just thinking, I recognize the style of this score, but I can't put my finger on it. And I think when that's the case, more often than not, it's Alan Silvestri because he has of he, he can sound very different a lot mm-hmm. of the time, and I you know he's great. But anyway, um. The track that's on that song is uh, or on that scene is called Smash and Grab featuring the USC marching band. Oh, yes. Wow. So it, I, I I, was watching and just thinking like this is like a football game. And yeah, the music definitely uh, is meant to evoke that.
1: Yeah. Very that's effective. Crazy. Yeah.
0: They got crazy. me. They got us. Yeah, good job.
1: Yeah. Um. Mm, how do you like uh, Grug's story times? <laughs>
0: they're good. Uh, they're yeah. funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just basically <laughs>
0: just him telling them that if they do what he tells them not to do, they're gonna die.
1: Yeah. <laughs> The story time for them is is basically like tell us something bad that happened today and what we should do.
0: Yeah, what's yeah. the lesson to have learned? That's the from lesson
1: that we've learned today. Yeah.
0: Today's bad
1: things that happened. <laughs> yeah, and then they died. Yeah, wish they never die. Yeah, true.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah, I love the score. I'm I'm just kind of crossing things off my
1: list here, my notes. How do you feel about... Oh, go ahead. No, you, you. I was going to ask, how do you feel about some of the character designs in terms of the animals? Oh, I love the creature designs of the animals. There's an owl cat. Yeah. There is uh, flying turtles. There's like a whale that walks around. (laughs) A whale that has stubby little legs that walks around on land. (laughs) Uh, There's like a flock of... Birds that look like little toucans, but instead of their beak splitting open in the middle, the beak like drops off, a of front of their face, and and that's where their mouth is at. Oh, sorry, that was a big yawn. I'm sorry I bored <laughs> you with my explanations, Kenneth. I was like <laughs> trying to think of what
0: they looked like because I can't. The, that, it's is the, it the red uh, ones, the the yes. flesh eating ones. Yes, the flesh eating ones. Um,
1: you have to look that up. Yeah. The way that they eat, do they eat a whale? They eat an entire whale. Yes.
0: Okay, I'm looking at these little birds. Yeah. Um Oh yeah, pretty crazy looking.
1: Yeah. So they definitely had some fun uh coming up with these prehistoric creatures and and the designs of them. Yeah. They
0: are. Oh, that's so crazy how they look.
1: What the they almost birds? look?
0: Yeah, they almost look like um. Just the beak part almost looks like Charmander's face. A little bit.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I can understand that.
0: Yeah, I think they 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 put all of their time and effort and thought into the uh creature designs. And not so much into the character designs, I think. Yeah. Because not that the character designs are bad or wrong or anything. I just think that they're not that all that interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, there's nothing really interesting, per se, about the the Croods themselves. Other than the grandmother having this swirled, uh, gnarly stick as a staff. Um and they have different furs that they wear um re- really the the one that seems most developed is guy and maybe that's on purpose
0: yeah yeah for sure
1: yeah maybe maybe uh, that 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 character design is meant to make you feel like like they're underdeveloped
0: yeah i mean yeah that's a good point that's true all right um So there is a moment in the movie that I really liked and it's, it's very much a, uh, a storytelling uh, storytelling color script type thing where in animated movies, I've recently learned, I think there's something they just started talking about in like making of featurettes, but it's the concept of a color script where it's kind of like a storyboard, but they will just make like one painting that summarizes the color palette and like emotional like impact that they want a scene to have based on that color palette mm-hmm. So the beginning of this movie is very like brown and orange, very sandy, you know, yes. lots of sand, not very little vegetation. And then you know guy shows up and tells them that the world is ending. And then everything starts falling apart all around them and their cave is destroyed and they end up in this whole new wilderness world. And uh, it almost has the same effect as like when Dorothy steps out into Oz and everything's
1: oh. in color
0: because they are, they fall down into this mo the most colorful forest you've ever seen. So like green and blue and yellow and red and everything so bright and I was like, okay, I see what you're doing here.
1: Technicolor.
0: We're in a whole new world full of all sorts of adventure and possibility. It's fantastic.
1: That was good, man. I didn't even think about that. Oh, I
0: thought it was very well done.
1: Yeah. Nice. I,
0: I enjoyed that.
1: Um, hmm.
0: Did you like when they're all... Uh, so, like, Guy is teaching them how to survive in this wilderness by using tools and yes. in ingenuity. And there's a great moment where they are walking on stilts uh, to avoid animals down below.
1: And yeah, the big green the, cat.
0: Yeah. And the grandma has a walker. <laughs> oh, yeah. A way <laughs> high up uh, walker. I thought that was very f- clever and funny.
1: Very funny. Good joke. Good joke. Good joke. (laughs) Uh, Is there any scenes that I really (laughs) really want to talk about? Um, It got a little emotional at the end. Yeah. The ending is
0: pretty intense to be honest.
1: Yeah. Because Grug is sacrificing himself to save his family.
0: Yeah, I think he fully expects and his family uh, comes to realize that he is willing to stay behind and be killed by the end of the world so that he can help them get across this big uh, cavern that opens up in between them and uh, what they assume to be safety, I guess. They don't really know.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But uh, it turns out all right in the end, of course, because it's a, you know, it's a kid's movie. we got to have that happy ending.
0: Yeah. 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 No, but yeah, I was, I was, I was kind of, even though I've seen this movie before, I was a little surprised by, uh, by that choice. And then forcing him to really think and use the lessons he's learned from Guy to get out of there and survive. Yes, I'm I'm telling you, this movie does all the things that I that I love about how to train a dragon. They're all in this movie too. It's just this movie is 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 so overlooked. Uh you know. I think I think uh, I think more people would appreciate this movie if they gave it a chance. I've never ever heard anyone talk about this movie.
1: <laughs> Same here. Um there I, like whenever we talk about DreamWorks, we rarely mention the Crudes. Yeah, it's always the 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 pillars of DreamWorks that we. It's either the pillars or like the Dredge <laughs> that we bring up. <laughs> yeah, it's either Shrek, Kung Fu Panda, How to Train Your Dragon, or Ants, Shark Tale, <laughs> Horse Movie. It's never it's never the Crudes. They yeah. they they get no respect. They get no respect at all. They get no respect at all. But they should because, you know, it's a good movie. (laughs) And even even to the point that when they
0: made the second movie or when they announced the second movie, I was like, really? They're making a sequel to that movie. Like, yeah, nobody remembers that movie exists. Why are they making a sequel? But I watched the sequel. Yeah. And it's fantastic. (laughs) Oh. And I was just like, these movies are really good and uh, nobody cares.
1: Yeah, they should care, though. I haven't seen the sequel yet, Kenneth. I'm waiting until we uh, watch yeah. the episode. Re- I, I record that episode.
0: It came it came into my possession, a code for a, uh, a, a VOD rental of that movie when it was uh, this was still what maybe like a, a year and a half ago in pandemic time where yeah. movie theaters were not open. So yep. movies were being released for $20 rentals online. And uh, I got to rent it for free. And it was pretty cool. Oh, nice. Um, so I watched it and I was like, you know what? This is pretty good. Yeah. It was no, it was less than a year and a half ago because I think we had already started this. And so I was kind of just staying ahead of the curve on on uh, these movies. I gotcha yeah yeah yeah
1: um let's talk about the cast yeah let's talk about nicholas cage okay
0: <laughs> i like
1: <it. laughs> I, I i think he's a good choice here it it's funny because from the time that i didn't remember that i've already seen this movie before i <laughs> never knew that it was nicholas cage but as soon as I started watching this film today and it got to the first scene of him kind of going caveman, a <laughs> caveman on what what was he like, trying to intimidate some creatures or something like that?
0: Yeah, he was trying to scare them away from the cave.
1: Yeah. I could definitely tell that it was Nicolas Cage. And my <laughs> mind went straight to how did that look in the recording process? <laughs> okay, you want me to to act crazy for you? You want me to do that with some oohs and ahs? I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <You see? laughs> uh, what I wouldn't have given to be a fly on the wall and, and watch that. There's
0: got to be some behind-the-scenes footage of it, right? There has
1: to be. There has to be.
0: Um. No, I think he's a really good choice for this One first First of all, his voice fits a caveman surprisingly well. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: like, That's not a slight. No, it's
0: it's not somehow like it's just like it makes sense. That voice yeah. coming out of a caveman face
1: because it's either Nicolas Cage or it's John Goodman. And they got Nicolas Cage.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. John yeah. Goodman. I don't know that you can have him play a caveman again because he's already
1: Fred Flintstone. Fair, you know, but they have The Rock play the same character in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: you're uh, <laughs> you're right.
1: Can't argue that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have nothing. I have nothing to counter that. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, uh, you know whose voice I have always loved is Catherine Keener.
1: Hmm. And she plays
0: she plays the wife. What's her what's her name? Um, I can, I can barely remember any character's names because they're all so KV. Chunga. Is, is it Chunga for real? No, it's not Chunga oh for real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ugga, you were not uh, all far off. <laughs> it was close. Yeah, Ugga. Uh, Gr-
1: Grug and Ugga. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the family is Grug and Ugga are the parents. Mm -hmm. Eep is the oldest daughter. Yeah. Thunk is the middle child, the son. Yeah. And then the baby is Sandy. 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 And then there's Gran is the grandma. Just just Gran. Yes.
1: They got a little lazy with that one. Gran Crude grand crude (laughs) sounds like a ocean spray flavor
0: yeah oh you know what's fun about this movie is that it's a a caveman movie and even back then they were you know uh, 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 men can't stand their (laughs) (laughs) mother-in-law that's the joke (laughs) yeah they've never liked them this is (laughs) in the dna yeah of, of humankind (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think that's just imprinted on us somehow.
0: Yeah. I don't know. What, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Catherine Keener's voice to me. I love, I love her voice. Um, I always think of her as the first time I think I saw her was in the 40 year old virgin. Um, mm. She is the 40 year old virgins love interest, or like main love interest. Yeah. And I remember seeing her in that movie and just thinking this lady is cool. Like I yeah. like her voice. Uh, she's great in this movie and I've loved her in everything I've ever seen her in ever since. Including Get Out. Isn't she the a uh, villain in Get Out? I believe she is, Kenneth. In, yeah, and as I was watching, I was like, oh, she's so good.
1: I know, she's being <laughs> bad,
0: but she's so good. <laughs> yeah. Another, I think, underappreciated uh person in show business.
1: Mm. She's great. Kind of like your uh, Mark Rylance.
0: Yeah, he is. Do- he's never done anything where he wasn't great. Yeah, he's been in things that weren't great, but he has always been great in things. Yeah. Uh, the BFG. Mm-hmm. we Weird. Yeah, <laughs> but he was good.
1: <laughs> yep, <laughs> And uh, he was also in Ready Player One
0: ready player one uh, don't look up mm-hmm yeah uh what about this guy Clark Duke he was a person that was around for a little while remember him
1: yeah he was in a couple of uh com- like teenage sex comedy movies uh he was in the office yeah he was and
0: apparently in kick-ass hot tub uh, time machine.
1: Yeah. Yep. Is he still working? Is he? I haven't seen him in anything recently. And <sighs> if he is, good for you. That's yeah. Make your money. Uh don't don't get too much fame cuz too much fame will, you know, it'll wear you out. Get your money and then get out. <laughs> Done? Yeah.
0: Uh, He made his directorial debut in 2020 with the film Arkansas, about two friends who live in Arkansas and work for a Chicago-based drug kingpin whom they have never met. Hmm. Okay. He co-starred in it with Liam Hemsworth, Michael Kenneth Williams, Vince Vaughn, John Malkovich, and Vivica A. Fox. What a cast for his first time directing.
1: Yeah, not bad. Wow. Wow. But yeah, it doesn't look like he's been
0: super busy. But yeah, he uh, he's been working
1: oh, good for him. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, it's hard.
1: Yeah, there was a, a point in this movie. It was the scene where uh, Eep crawls out of the cave and is following the, the light in the darkness, and she finds that it's fire. Mm-hmm. This is the first time she's seen fire before. Yeah. Uh, and then she she meets Guy. And in that initial meeting, there's not a lot. There's no talking. There's no dialogue between them. It's just kind of reactions, like uh, reactionary like sounds. Like, huh? Yeah. Uh, oh. You know, stuff like that. It made me wonder how... How would this movie go if it was presented with no dialogue? Oh. And kind of played straight as far as like uh, cavemen don't know how to talk to each other. And you're basically just like, you're muting the dialogue. Uh, but all of the like vocalizations, the the sound effects, the score, the music, everything it's still in the film.
0: Yeah interesting
1: I, yeah, I thought that was an interesting thought. like could you have gotten away with doing that?
0: Could you have told this story and with all of its nuances in that
1: way? Yeah. I think you could have. I'm not saying yeah. that. I'm not saying that they should have. Of course, right. it's, it's because, not
0: necessarily. It would have been a better movie,
1: right? But I'm curious. I'm curious how that would have played out. I'm curious how that would have looked and yeah. sounded. What an I would watched it.
0: I would love if there was like an alternate version. That feels like almost more like a Nat Geo thing, or you know, something like that, like a nature. Uh, they, I feel like they've been doing these things lately where it's like almost a nature documentary, but it's like CGI recreations of like what the world of dinosaurs looked like. Okay. You know, it's like one yeah. of those things where it's like they treat it like a nature documentary, but it's all, you know, just someone imagining like this is probably what life looked like then. Yeah. Um, probably at one point, uh, uh, you know, primitive caveman family met a modern caveman and he showed them how to how to make tools. Yeah, and then he and married it, the dad's daughter. Yeah, or uh, well, I mean, they may, eventually. I don't know if marriage is even a thing really yet. They probably no, they didn't just go to court together. They didn't go to court and have yeah. a ceremony.
1: <laughs> you know, they're just hanging out. Yeah, there is no tax reason to get married at the time. <laughs> yeah, there's no benefit. <laughs> They don't have to change their last names or anything like that. They just, you know, keep your same name. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, but you're right. She does. I mean, her name, last name does become crude, I think. Do you think everybody's crudes? I That's don't know. That's a good
1: question. I don't want to. Well, get they it. kind of they kind of uh, <laughs> mentioned that at the beginning of the field when they're talking about all the different other cave families that get
0: mm. killed. Oh, yeah, you're right. They all had different names.
1: Yeah. There's the Gronks and the Splorts. Yeah. And the Z- <laughs> Wuzzas. The Zippity Zoes. The Zippity Zoes. <laughs> the, the Bingles.
0: Yeah. The Bingles, the Bangles.
1: And the Beatles.
0: The, the Beatles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the Rolling Stones. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, they would have loved the Rolling Stones back then. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Ooh, but now we have to answer a very important question. This film needs to be put to the test. Yes. What test, you may ask? It's the baby got back test. (laughs) (laughs) That's a part of, of, of this episode where we asked a very important two part question. Part one, simple yes or no. Does this film have the song "Baby Got Back" by Sir Mix-a-Lot in it? From what I can tell, the answer is no. John, what do you think? Uh, no. Okay, we're in agreement then. Yeah. Listeners, if you disagree, write in and let us know where you heard the song in this movie in the Crudes. Uh, I think you'll find that we're correct. Yeah, it's not. It's not there. But now, the more important part, should the song Baby Got Back be in this film? Is there a part of this movie that would have been improved by the inclusion of the song? And now we think. We ponder.
1: Pontificate.
0: Yes. I'm trying to think of
1: what big butts are in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> there's not really a, there's not really a, a scene with a name like the Croods. You'd think that, that there would be like <laughs> yeah. a, uh, like a farting. <laughs> there's, there's no farting in this movie.
0: you yeah, you're right. Yeah. There's lots of big animals and they all have big butts. Yeah. But they're never really accentuated.
1: Yeah, there's not a scene where an animal turns around and all of a sudden, boom, big butt. Yeah. So good. This is not. They took the high road with this one. (laughs) They. It would have been so easy,
0: so easy for one of these characters to get sat on by a big animal with a big butt. Yeah. And then they could have played the song.
1: Yeah, and they said, "Nope, that's not what we do here. Not, not anymore." (laughs) These
0: animals are not funny. They're they're dangerous. Yeah. They're going to look kind of cool, but the characters are going to be scared of them. Yeah. So we can't be making silly jokes. About
1: butts. Yeah. (laughs) And you know what? Mad respect. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) They. They they could have had an opportunity they might have saw, uh, seen a scene an opportunity and they said nah yeah good
0: yeah do you think anyone at dreamworks animation knows about this show
1: uh do, <laughs> do you want a uh, an outsider's answer or do you want a uh, a mom and dad answer for you
0: uh I, I I want your honest opinion.
1: Do you think anyone? No, you don't think they know. <laughs> I don't think they know. I I don't. Not only do I do I not think that they know. I don't think they care. Yeah, I'm just curious
0: if there's any version of this world we live in. If there's any possibility at all that right now they're making a handful of DreamWorks movies and, yeah. and they're considering this. No, they're the thinking baby, the baby when, got back yeah, the yeah, if, if there's a, if there's an opportunity to use the song, baby got back, it is our duty. It is our booty <laughs> <laughs> to include it. Yeah.
1: For the jerks. Yeah.
0: You're, I think you're right. They probably don't know. Our listenership isn't that big. No. It's pretty
1: modest. It Very modest. We're, we are an insignificant speck in, <laughs> in the Andromeda galaxy that is the internet. Yeah.
0: There's so many podcasts out there. If you're mm-hmm. listening to this show, we appreciate you so much uh, because I think that there's only maybe two people I know that I know listen to this. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone else I know is like, how's the show going? Yeah. (laughs) You're all strangers. And I think that's cool.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: If any of you work at DreamWorks Animation, let us know.
1: Yeah, let us know. (laughs) And we apologize in advance. You guys are doing a great job.
0: (laughs) I, I appreciate the work you do for a little moment in my life. I wanted to get into animation and then I realized the How slow the process is and the patience. Yeah. The patience it would take to do this level of detail in animation. And I was like, I don't think I can do that. Not only
1: that, but you'll spend weeks, months, yeah, animating a scene, uh, a a 10 minute scene, just for a production meeting to happen six months in and for them to go, you know what? We're going to cut that. Yeah. And all your hard work is. Yeah. Flushed. There's I flushed think- away. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think there's a bonus feature on the Ratatouille, like Blu-ray or something that is an in memoriam for shots that were deleted from the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it'll show it in sepia tone And with like sad music playing over it. And it's like. Like a second and a half of a character just moving. And it'll say, you know, how long the shot is, how many frames are in it, how long it took the animator to work on it and when it was removed from the movie.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) And I I was like, "Oh my God!" Like that little thing took him weeks, yeah, weeks. And then it's not even in the movie. Oh, I can't, I can't imagine that life is not for me. If you work in animation, I have so much respect for what you do. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Um. Hey, it's time to put on our thinking hard caps. Because we're going to pitch a theme park, attraction or land, experience, some sort of interactive, physical world and experience environment that guests to our park, Dream Dricks theme park, can come and see and experience the crudes for themselves for the first time ever. Mm. I think there are moments in this movie that lend themselves to rides. I agree. Right now, off the top of my head, the first thing that comes to mind is when they fall into those caves where they're all in separate paths. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Yes, I do know what you're talking about.
0: Kind of like maybe like a fun play area as like a labyrinth type thing. Where you're kind of wandering around and encountering different cave animals and interactive playthings, while you're walking around in some caves. That's my
1: initial thought. Like a playground experience,
0: kind of like at at Universal's Islands of Adventure. There's uh, if I ran the zoo in Seuss Landing. Yes, I'm thinking kind of something like that, but more, more elaborate. A little bit bigger a little bit well yeah a lot bigger bigger uh but basically the same idea there's different creatures you can r- slide down or ride on maybe this this idea feels very childish and the movie's not but that area that part of the movie feels very unique to me in a way okay. that I would be interested in in trying to develop a way for people to kind of experience that
1: okay um so for listeners that haven't been there before uh islands adventure in seuss landing uh has a little playground area called if i ran the zoo a land based on the works of dr seuss yes and uh, the first part of the like walkthrough experience playground area is you start off in a hedge maze yeah and you're kind of going around in the maze and you're you're coming to little bits and pieces where it's explaining part of the book and part of the story uh sometimes you get into dead ends uh and you have to turn back around sometimes you have to go through you don't have to go through but sometimes there's small <laughs> passageways where children can easily fit through oh yeah kids love cannot. going through
0: small little holes little doorways you know what i mean that's what i mean little doors
1: (laughs) kids walk up and say that door is for someone like me (laughs) yeah and there's even like a a small door like that at the mulberry street store oh yeah Yeah. oh i
0: love that little tiny door
1: yeah (laughs) it's just for kids and adults if they want to like uh pull something in their in their back muscles and be like bedridden (laughs) for six weeks. Yeah. Um yep. That's too real to me right now. (laughs) And, And then uh once you get through the hedge maze portion of if I ran the zoo, it then turns into like a water playground area where there's some interactive elements uh that you can do on the water. There's like stepping stones around in the water that you can walk around on. Uh there's little uh little Uh, water gun mechanical things that you can shoot water at and it can shoot at like a xylophone that makes like notes whenever you hit certain parts of it, Um, which I could easily see like a a part in this like kind of walk through playground area. Those bones that belt is playing that makes it sound like a xylophone. I could definitely see something like that in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, for
0: sure. Especially because Belt does play a rib cage like a xylophone.
1: Yes. And then the last section of "If I Ran the Zoo" has just a whole bunch of different uh, zoo animals that are all set up that you can uh, you can play tic tac toe uh, with uh, a character called Tic Tac Joe on his belly. You can play tic tac toe with him. Oh. Uh, there's a caterpillar. Uh, which is a, a long uh, many legged cow that several people can ride at the same time. And it's just a stationary like uh, object, but it, the, the seats themselves, they can kind of like rock back and forth a little bit. Cause they're on Springs. Um, uh, there's a guy, there's like a little creature, tall, legged, <laughs> tall necked guy in a tub where if you put <laughs> enough water in the tub, he'll like, rise up out of the bubbles and his neck will spin around and, and spray the water everywhere and everything. That's like that. one so, of the weirdest things in there. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. So. um, So, yeah, that's the experience of a disease So we want to do something like that with the crudes uh, first, initially starting off with like cave exploration, maybe mixing it with. um, Oh, shoot. Tom Sawyer Island that has all <gasps> the cave systems.
0: Yeah, maybe- there's an island. I don't think it's the Tom Sawyer Island anymore in Disneyland, but at Magic Kingdom, Tom Sawyer Island is an island in the middle of the Rivers of America. Or is the Rivers of America only what it's called in Disneyland? So many of these things are the same, but called different things between the two parks. But we I understand. The river. How the river. <laughs> <laughs> it's an island you can go to by boat and uh, by a little ferry and, and explore. And it's pretty cool. And they have some tunnels over there. It's kind of spooky.
1: I like that. Kenneth? Yeah? I like that. Okay. There's, like, aside from Disney, there's not a lot of parks where you can only access this part of the theme park one way. Yeah. Like Tom Sawyer's Island.
0: Tom Sawyer Island. You have to really go out of your way, like, like take a chunk out of your day to get there. Yes. Uh, apart from the the being there, you have to like wait in line to even get there.
1: Yes. So what if we did something like that for the crudes? where okay. it it's uh, there's uh, like a moat that's around this island. And the only way that you can get to it is some form of transportation or taking a a passageway or something like that. And on this island, there's the tall mountain, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mountain Um, is very cool looking, by the way, too. They did a good job like
0: making that a, a real like landmark. Yes, it's a very cool looking mountain.
1: Yeah. So the tall mountain has to be like near the back of the island. So it makes it look like it's real far away. Oh, yeah. Um, you get <laughs> to the shore of crude. Let's call it crude island. Yeah. You get to the shore of crude island and it's kind of like deserty. There's a lot of sand uh on the shore so um and the cave is there so you can take pictures in the cave and inside the cave it has all the different stories that uh uh grug has told that have ended in death kind of deal (laughs) so that's funny yeah um and then you can kind of meander around the island and then it turns into this lush tropical jungle that has all these colors added to it and they have different like static pieces or statues of the different um animals that you can take photos with or and you can uh interact with them uh in certain ways um i don't know how you'd go about doing that but um hmm because there's the monkeys that beat up on grub but as soon as they're given bananas they're hey you're cool um there's all the little babies uh there's the owl cat and the big green cat um there's all the birds there's the whales yeah we we maybe there's there's something we can kind of uh work together um to kind of make them interactive yeah okay um so you have that uh, you have um, maybe small stepping stones as you're crossing that that crystal blue clear pool that they dive into. Oh, so maybe yeah. there's that little uh, water playground area right there for for kids who want to you know play in the water. Yeah, and then you have bring your swimsuits. yeah. Yeah, bring your kids, bring your swimsuits. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's the tunnel system. And going through the tunnel system, you get to the other side and there's the mountain. Yeah. 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 Um, I I like this.
0: It's pretty and cool.
1: I, I want there to be a food stand on the island, which would logistically kind of make things a little tough. But, you know, we're, oh, yeah. you know. We're fantasy booking here, so it's possible to easily. Well, maybe
0: there could be like a tunnel under the river that 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 like you know things very doable
1: can can use. Little 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 crazy, but very doable. Hey, there's Um, tunnels. There there's it exists at Magic Kingdom. It does the Utilidors. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So you you have a food stand. Uh, they sell fruit, of course. Um, Turkey legs. Turkey legs. Yes. And the ultimate caveman food. (laughs) Is there any, uh, maybe they sell, uh, egg shaped popcorn bucket. Oh, that's great.
0: Yeah. That egg is so like such a visual. It's a nice looking
1: egg. Yeah, Yeah. it is. And, uh, there's also a merch stand where you can get, uh, a, a belt fanny pack.
0: Yeah. You can get your own belt. And here's the other souvenir item for this land. Ready? The shells that they use to blow into to signal each other.
1: That was my next one. Yeah. that's yep. right there. Different colored shells on, on a necklace. You know that cave system is going to be filled with, with guests going. Yeah. 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 And each each of the different colored shells have a different frequency. Yeah. Yes. This is good. We nailed it. We did it. That's it, man. I'm I'm jazzed for this, this and I, land, it's not even a ride and it's not even for me.
0: Well, you think you, <laughs> you, know you think I mean? it doesn't have a ride cuz I think it's got to have like a kitty coaster or something. Do you want a kiddie coaster? Some flat rides, you know.
1: Some maybe. flat rides. Okay. Maybe a um, kiddie coaster,
0: maybe a Dumbo style or, or something like a, like a, the, the, sizz, the, is it called the Sizzler? Is that a thing? S-
1: <laughs> yeah. The Sizzler with the buffet.
0: <laughs> what am I thinking of?
1: <laughs> what that, are you thinking of?
0: It's one of those that spins around. What's what uh, one of those carnival rides that spins?
1: Uh, sandstorm?
0: Uh, are you thinking about I Sandstorm? from Bush not what Gardens? I ever saw it called, but Maybe. It's okay. just like I could have sworn it was called the sizzler.
1: The scrambler? Scrambler. Okay. <laughs> um I could have sworn it was called the sizzler. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but if I if
0: I look up the scrambler, I'm seeing what I was thinking of.
1: I got it. Are you ready for this? Um bam 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 in the middle of the island is a merry-go-round with the different animals <gasps> that you can ride. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. There it is. Yeah. 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 I was right. This ride is also called the Sizzler.
1: Okay. The- <laughs> <I'm> okay. sorry. <laughs> I didn't make you feel like that. I apologize, Kenneth. Kind
0: of. It felt wrong coming out of my mouth as I was saying it because mm-hmm. I know... Sizzler is the place that gives you choices. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, If you don't know that song, I'm going to put the link to the video in the show notes so you can just open up the notes on your app and click that link and enjoy this Sizzler commercial from the 90s.
1: Beautiful. (laughs) Kenneth, I like this. This is uh, probably one of our most. In my opinion, one of the most enjoyable theme park attractions that we've conjured up.
0: Yeah, because uh, I'm trying to think if we even have any other like just straight up play areas, you know,
1: I feel like there's one other play area, but I can't recall off the top of my head. Which episode that was.
0: It'll be on Eloise's map. Oh, yeah that she's making of this park. Now she's got to put an island on there and put a put the crude's island somewhere yeah. in this park. Yeah. Um it's very cool. You know what I was also thinking? I will No, I have an idea. I need to write it down somewhere because it pertains to a different movie that we're, we we haven't gotten to yet when we get there. I'll have to remember to to bring it back to this. Okay. Um Okay. <sighs> final thoughts i have two more notes on my on my notes that i have not gotten to yet i want to just oh, please list. share with I us just want, i just want to say them real quick i don't think there's a lot to talk about on these they're just things i enjoyed yeah. one when eep is wearing shoes for the first time she looks down at her feet and she screams yeah it's one of the funniest things <laughs> yeah in She's any a... dreamworks movie where's my feet yeah. <laughs> They're
1: inside the shoes.
0: Yeah. She screams in a way that I won't even try to recreate. And yeah. And says, I love them. Where are my feet? Yes. It's so <laughs> funny to me. Yeah. It's great. I feel like that was in the trailers. Um, okay. And then the other thing I have written here is, it's just a, 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 a question. So we've discussed the names of the family, right? We've got yeah, we've got uh, Grug, Uga, Eep, Thunk, and Sandy. Sandy. Sandy's name is is not quite fitting in with the rest of them. No. So we've got all these caveman names. Yes, but yet somehow Thunk names his pet Douglas.
1: Douglas. Yes. Where okay. does he
0: get that name from? Where did that <laughs> where, come from? Where did that come from? It's yeah. funny. Of course it's funny, but like why aren't if if the name Douglas is around, then why does everybody yeah. have cave names?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, what would you have called the dog? Um
0: uh I don't know, maybe like bitey or bitey bitey's ma- solid. Maybe just like fetch, because that's what he does. That's like what the first thing they do.
1: Mmm. That's good too.
0: Um something, yeah. Cause I mean Belt is named Belt because he functions as a Belt. As a belt. Yeah. Uh I don't I don't know There's... if we're if they're trying to Okay. I just thought of something that I was thinking of earlier, but you know what I appreciate about this movie? Hmm. And it's something a complaint I had about in the movie uh Littlefoot or Smallfoot. Yes, the Yeti movie that that I think Warner Animation did. Yeah. That movie is about a civilization of Yetis who think the world works a certain way and there's one Yeti who has theories that like no, the world is actually like this and his theories are actually correct, but everyone looks at him like he's crazy. Yes. And what I like about this movie is that even guy who is more evolved, uh, more experienced, he definitely knows more about how the world actually works than the croods do. He's still wrong about a lot of things because he's still, he's still a primitive man. Yeah. You know, like, he thinks tomorrow is a place you can go to. He thinks that the stars, like that every day has a new sun. Like the sun is different every day. Yeah. And all of all of the previous day's suns become stars in the sky. And it's like, I just appreciate that this movie isn't like, I know everything because I'm smart. It's like, yeah. no, he just, he's he has ideas, but he's still a primitive man who's wrong about a lot of things but he just has more
1: experience.
0: Yeah. And I, I don't know. I I like that. I like that. This movie acknowledges of like, look, we don't know everything, but that doesn't mean that we're not making progress. I like that.
1: Well, anyway, that's good.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah. I think that's going to kind of lead right or be part of my final thoughts on this movie. I think this movie has a lot of interesting, nice things to say, it's good and um, I like it. I like, I love the idea of a movie that's about not becoming a, a caveman, not being so stuck in your ways that you can't accept the world changing around you. And the fact that they made a story about that with actual caveman characters is just a real nice way to sell that message.
1: Mm. Yeah. Um. I I've seen this movie before, and when I <laughs> and when I when I say that, I don't mean in a literal you're sense. Not, you're not bragging. I'm not bragging. <laughs> I, I'm saying that I've seen this story play out before. Oh, I see. <laughs> There's always this uh, parental figure who thinks that they're right, who is always like. Look, it's gotta be my way because I, I know what I'm doing. I know I know how how everything works. I'm gonna keep everything safe. Um and then the kids come along and say, Well, no, I wanna try I wanna try learning how to do things differently. And the parents have a hard time of allowing their children to kind of learn on their own or make mistakes or get hurt. And that's really, that's a part of growing up. Yeah. You can never really learn from your mistakes if you're not allowed to make them first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things of like a lot of lessons have to be learned the hard way firsthand. Someone can't tell you. (sighs) I can't really think of a good generic example right now. But yeah, there's certain things that just you have to experience them to understand yeah. no one can even really, if
1: yeah no one sorry go ahead even if someone tells
0: you hey don't do this because of this yeah. sometimes even after being told that you still have to do it to understand yeah. what was being
1: told to you you know exactly no one can really repair uh prepare you for heartache by getting dumped oh uh, that's yeah that's you know something- i you gotta learn on your own no one can really prepare you for what it's like to uh have to uh, manage your budget manage money oh for real Uh, yeah um that uh, you gotta make mistakes you you gotta you know they can prepare you all all that you can but you know you're gonna come across some stuff and you're gonna have to learn how that works you know uh A lot of life lessons where people can tell you, hey, if you do this, this might happen to you. But no one really knows what's going to happen. And that's part of the risk of life is that if you say no, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. But if you say yes, it just opens up a whole nother realm of possibilities. Mm -hmm. Good and bad. Yeah. Got to take a risk. You gotta take the risk, gotta risk it for the biscuit. Yeah,
0: could you imagine never getting a biscuit? I, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't. I, I love w- biscuits.
0: I w- don't dare imagine such a reality. <laughs> a nightmare.
1: <laughs> yeah, nightmare world that yeah. is uh, free of biscuits, vacant of biscuits. Oh no. Yeah. Um, so in summary, I've seen this movie before in terms of the story. I
0: don't Um, know why that makes me laugh every time. (laughs) I I just like making me laugh,
1: bud. Uh, I've seen this movie before, but it was still a good movie.
0: Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Well, do you have it placed on a list?
1: I haven't even looked at it. All right. I, I just wanted to. I just wanted to talk about this movie. Do you have it placed on your list? I do.
0: I'm. I've. I've surprised even myself here. Oh, okay. I never would have thought. But we've seen twenty six movies, and starting from the bottom, I'm going to work all the way up to where the crudes has landed. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Well, coming in last place, dead last, number twenty six, Spirit Horse Movie Stallion of the Cinnamon. <laughs> um, number 25 we have Shark Tale at number 24 Shrek the third 23 is number ants at number 22 <laughs> over the hedge 21 we got Sinbad number 20 monsters versus aliens number 19 we got the road to El Dorado number 18 is flushed away number 17 is rise of the guardians number 16 is Madagascar 3 Europe's most wanted number 15 is madagascar number 14 is b-movie number 13 is madagascar escape to africa number 12 is shrek forever after number 11 is megamind number 10 is puss in boots and at number 9 i've got the croods
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: I had no idea as I was watching this movie that this was going to be a top 10 movie. But as I'm looking at this, I was like, no, I like it better than that one. I like it better than yeah. that one. I like it better than that one. <laughs> like, I was like, this thing keeps cro- climbing up, 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 up as I'm looking at these titles. And I was like, oh, my God. yeah, do I? Am I allowed to put this in the top 10?
1: I guess you it, are. I guess so. It's your list. It's and wild. I got to tell you, I, as you were... Uh, in the 20s, mm-hmm. uh, rifling off your numbers, uh, I was looking at my list and I go, at first I was like, it belongs here. And then I went, nah, it belongs here. Yeah. So I changed it. And I want to let you know, before you said that it was at number nine, Kenneth. Yeah? It's number nine on my list. I can't believe this. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't want to bore. uh, Should I go over my list? No, I, you know, you know what? It's a top 10. That's all you need to know. It's a top 10. I I got 26 DreamWorks films uh, on my list. The top three are How to Train Your Dragon at number one, Kung Fu Panda at number two, and Shrek 2 at number three. The Croods is number nine. It's a top 10. It's very good. Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't hate it. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. well done. Great cast. Nice looking environments. The water in this movie looks so good.
1: It does. Yeah.
0: I wanted to go swimming as soon as I was <laughs> done with this movie. I was like, where do I find water like that? It looks yeah. so good. Um. Well, it's time to play our next favorite game. That's called Guess the Rotten Tomatoes Score.
1: All right. Kenneth, The Croods is a yes. top 10 uh, film on both of our lists. Yeah. Um, That's the most shocking think- thing. Yeah. What do you think the critics uh, collectively gave this uh, Rotten Tomatoes score for The Croods? 92. 92.
0: Yeah, it feels right to me.
1: Right out of the gate, 92. Right there,
0: yeah. All right. I think they liked this movie a lot. All
1: right. The critics' consensus for The Croods is as follows. While it may not be as, ahem, evolved as the best (laughs) modern animated fare, The Croods will prove solidly entertaining for families seeking a fast-paced, funny cartoon adventure. Yeah. The uh, Rotten Tomato score for The Croods is... Does end with a two.
0: Ah, uh, 82?
1: 72.
0: What the heck? Yeah. These critics don't know anything.
1: <laughs> Cruz is <laughs> 72, man. What's the audience? 77. <sighs> and we're <when> intellectuals. Yeah. You... <laughs> 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 Um, smart people like the crudes. Yeah, if it's for us, it's it's number nine on our list of like twenty six movies. Mm-hmm. That's in the seventy high high seventy percent percentile. No,
0: I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I'd be interested to see the list, like the complete list of DreamWorks movies ranked in order of their Rotten Tomato scores, and see how wrong. Or how much we disagree with that because you know it's it's just insanely wildly different from our rankings. Yeah. Uh
1: the, there's a know, couple. There's a couple. Like Ants. Uh let me hold on. Let me check that again. That doesn't seem right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, be. I have the Rotten Tomato scores of all the films on my list. Mm. Yeah. Okay. What the hell? Ants is uh <laughs> Ants is ninety two. How
0: dare they! This is a this is an outrage. (laughs) I can't. I won't stand for this. I'm calling Rotten Tomatoes
1: tonight. Ants is uh, as a ninety two Rotten Tomatoes score. Did they what? I think they were
0: still just impressed that a movie was made with CG.
1: Yeah. Uh, Where's Madagascar (laughs) on your list? Because it's a top ten for me. It's number eight.
0: It's uh, it's number fifteen on
1: mine. Okay, uh, the Rotten Tomato score for that is fifty five. Yes, yeah, so idiots. that's that's the only other <laughs> no- anomaly. These uh, idiots—they
0: don't understand.
1: Over the Hedge is like uh, twenty five out of twenty six on my list. It's rated seventy five. Uh, B Movie is a, a forty nine on the Tomato meter.
0: I won't. I mean, as much as I like B Movie, I can't say it. I disagree. Yeah, like that's reasonable. I, I wouldn't expect much more than that.
1: And uh, Road to El Dorado is 48 on the tomato meter. That's I'd not fair. That's sh- yeah, not fair. Yeah, you need to give Road to El Dorado a second chance. Yeah,
0: Road to Rel Dorado.
1: <laughs> Did I say Rel I, Dorado?
0: I think so. Uh, it doesn't matter. And it rolls right off the tongue that way, though.
1: It does. All right. Oh, oh? That, would, that would be a good name for a roller coaster. What? Road to Rail Dorado.
0: Oh yeah, not bad. Yeah, not uh, bad
1: at all. Yeah, number nine. The Croods. I can't believe it.
0: I like it. It's a good movie. It's a good time. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to some emails. Let's. All right. This here. Oh, this is a long email. Mm. All right. Buckle up. Buckled in. Buckle up. Uh, This is from Emily. She has written in before. So Emily says, hello, dream jerks. This is your old pal, Emily. I'll apologize in advance, but it's been a little while since I've written in. So long email alert. Uh, LOL. I got a little behind on my podcast listening over the holidays, but I'm finally caught back up again. So I figured now was as good a time as any to check in. Um, first off, congratulations and happy one year anniversary to you guys and the podcast. It's been a great run so far, and I can't wait to see what you've got in store for the future. Me, me too, honestly. I have no mm. idea. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Emily. Um, she continues... A couple of life updates from me. I'm still a respiratory therapist, and thankfully, the pandemic seems to be slowing down at the moment. I just recently took a new job at a smaller hospital, so life has been crazy and exciting and nerve-wracking, but I wanted to thank you guys for providing me with some comfort as I've been going through the job transition process. My son Dylan turned one in December and is starting to learn how to talk, so I've got to censor what he's listening to now. So he doesn't listen to the podcast with me as much as he used to. We don't say too much bad stuff.
1: Yeah, there's there's some points that we do.
0: A little bit. I try yeah. to. If it if if you couldn't hear it on like network TV, I'll put an explicit um, rating on the podcast. It's very rare that that happens. Um, but so just so you're aware, Emily, like I do pay I pay attention to that, and if we say any words that are, you know, PG thirteen. I will uh, I will put explicit on the episode so I'm thinking about that don't worry all right here we go continuing her podcast her email here uh, to fans an- to answer a few of your podcast questions yes I missed John on the p- episode that he was sick yes I love your tangents they're part of what makes the podcast so fun my favorite pizza chain is Pizza Hut mostly for nostalgia, but it also still tastes darn good. And Mm. if you ever come to Cleveland, you have to hit up a place called Romito's. Uh, In my personal opinion, is they have the best pizza in town, although there are several others I highly recommend. All right, Romito's. We're going to remember that. Uh, One of my favorite DreamWorks characters might surprise you, But I really love Rita, the girl rat from Flushed Away. Okay. Nice. She's kind of a badass. And I also love the actress who voices her, Kate Winslet. Mm. Lastly, I have no idea what it means, but Mixels? (laughs) Guess. Yeah. Your guess is as good as ours.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I wish we knew. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. I don't think there was a Spotify question last week. So or last episode. So I don't think we're going to be hearing from Powerpuff Girls today. Unfortunately, Uh, Um, shame. After rewatching all the DreamWorks movies, I've updated my list and some of it might shock you, but I'm going with my gut. So here we go. All right. Here's Emily's list. 26 Spirit Horse Movie. 25 is Ants. 24 is Over the Hedge. (gasps) Number 23 is Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the were Rabbit.
1: Yeah, that's okay.
0: Number twenty-two is Chicken Run. Oh, hmm.
1: that's okay. These are these are our opinions. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. You don't like that? That's okay. Uh, I just
0: disagree with you. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) I think Chicken Run is a perfect movie.
1: (laughs) I and I hold on. And I think it is too. Um. (laughs) Sorry, I hey. fell on the I fell on the floor um, <laughs> <laughs> in disbelief. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. The, Emily, it does. You know, it's both of those movies are, you know, it's British comedy. One. Yeah. Yeah. It's stop animation two. you know. It's not it's not for everyone. Yeah. I just happen to like it. That's yeah, we lot. like them a lot.
0: Yeah. All right. Here we go. 21 uh, Rise of the Guardians. Uh, twenty is the Prince of Egypt. Number nineteen is Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. Number eighteen is The Road to El Dorado. Number seventeen is Shrek the Third. All right, Emily. I don't know about this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you got. This is her opinion, man. We gotta respect. I know, it. I know. We gotta I respect
0: know. it, man. Oh yeah, I know. Okay, here we go. Uh, <laughs> number sixteen is Shark Tale. I accept that more than I accept Shrek the Third. <laughs> Uh, Number 15 is B-Movie. Heck yeah. 14, Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. Number 13 is Monsters vs. Aliens. Number 12 is Madagascar Escape to Africa. Number 11 is Shrek Forever After. Number 10 is Megamind. Number 9 is Madagascar. Number 8 is Flushed Away. Number 7 is The Crudes. All right. See, I knew it. All right. Okay. Okay.
1: In the same Uh, ballpark.
0: Yeah. Number six is Puss in Boots. Number five is Shrek 2. Number four is Kung Fu Panda 2. Number three is Shrek. Number two is How to Train Your Dragon. And number one is Kung Fu Panda. All right. You all got right. a solid top five there. Yeah. Um. She says, I think that's all for now. Thanks for sticking with me through the long email. Have a great week. Your friend, Emily. Woo! That was a lot. It was. Emily, thank you so much for writing in. It's nice to hear that from the inside, uh, it seems the pandemic is winding down because it feels it's we live in Florida. The Florida a has not, state. <laughs> yeah, we've been living like there's no pandemic for well over a year here. And I've been it's hard to know what's actually happening. Yeah. Around here. So it's I'm, I'm glad to hear that what you're saying there uh is is true because man it's been it's been it's the wild west down here it is <laughs> uh yeah thank you so much for writing in emily it's so crazy that people listen and care <laughs> so it's very nice thank you yeah i have one more email here ooh it's another long one all right here we go and this is from uh, Newt, Newt Pantalones. Oh, I feel like I've seen this name on Instagram.
1: Yes. Uh, let me let me just interject. I I know who Newt is in real okay. life. So. Oh, okay. So good friend.
0: Gotcha. All right. All yeah. right. All right. Uh, Newt says first email and ranking list. Yay. Hello, dream jerks. I've been listening from the beginning, and for some reason, I have never sent an email, but you shouted out my answer to the poll on spotify so now i feel brave enough to beg you or to bug you i gotcha i gotcha yes i knew that i knew i saw that name somewhere all right uh i love that you rank the movies so here's my list i find it easier to separate them into three categories movies you couldn't pay me to watch again (laughs) movies that if they were already on i would sit down and watch and movies that i love so much i actually recommend So here we go. Couldn't pay me to watch again. Uh, At 25 is Spirit or Horse Movie. Mm -hmm. 24, Sinbad. Mm -hmm. Uh, 23, Ants. 22, Shark Tale. 21, Puss in Boots. Interesting. Okay. Uh, 20, Shrek the Third. And 19 is Monsters vs. Aliens. All right. Uh, Then we've got the If It's Already On list. At number eight, uh, yes, 18, Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were Rabbit. Uh, 17 is Over the Hedge. Number 16 is Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. Number 15 is Ma- uh, Madagascar Escape to Africa. 14 is Flushed Away. 13 is Shrek Forever After. Number 12 is B movie. And 11 is Rise of the Guardians. All right. And here we go the top 10, the recommended list. Uh we've got at number 10 The Prince of Egypt at number 9 Kung Fu Panda 2 at number 8 Madagascar at number 7 is Kung Fu Panda number 6 is The Road to El Dorado at number 5 is Chicken Run number 4 is Shrek 2 number 3 is How to Train Your Dragon number 2 is Shrek and number 1 is Megamind Wow Megamind's very solid
1: yeah,
0: very solid. Uh, we've got some more here. Also, Wreck-It Ralph is hands down the best of Disney's alleged third golden age in quotes. Um, and I will die pissed off that Brave won the Oscar. Won the Oscar that year. I agree. I think Wreck-It Ralph is a better film than Brave. I like Brave, but Wreck-It Ralph yeah. is better.
1: I agree. Um,
0: similarly, I will also scream into the abyss. If Encanto beats uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines. Oh, yeah. But but that's for another podcast. I really like both of them. And honestly, I could I could go either way. I've only seen each once. Maybe I need to rewatch both of them. But Encanto really spoke to me culturally.
1: That makes sense. That's fair. Um,
0: So that might have uh, painted my my experience there. But I mean, they were both great. I loved both of them. Yeah. You can't let the TikTok of it all uh, sour your opinion of a movie. That's not their fault that TikTok latched onto these songs. You know. Yeah. I feel like the same thing happened with Brave with I mean Frozen and Let It Go. People start to oh, not like yeah. the movie because the song is everywhere. It's like that's not the movie's fault. The movie is still good.
1: Yeah. It's just that the music is now ingrained in society. Right everyone talks about we don't talk about Bruno and i find that very ironic <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: for real i did not think of that
1: <laughs> yeah um but uh, it's you're you're talking about two completely different movies you're talking about a uh, animated musical um yeah. that has some comedy elements in it um but kind of takes itself a little s- seriously yeah. in terms of how, how some families might um, go through a, a little bit of, of growing pains when it comes to um, dealing with the matriarchy or dealing de- dealing with uh, parentals yeah. who kind of, they know what's best for everyone. Or they high have pressure high, and high pressure and expectations of, uh, younger family members yeah and, and then you have Mitchell's versus the machines so it's just like let's <laughs> let's just have a blast let's let's do uh, let's let's get weird with it yeah you know but there is also that it it has the it has the, <laughs> it, has the it story in it where the the father adult figure is like oh, oh, oh. I have. I'm having a hard time letting go. <laughs> of, of oh being, man, of being the one in charge, of being the the one that's looked to as as the provider, as as the good friend of of the of the younger uh, yeah. younger people that that are uh, the sons and daughters and, and the family and everything like that. I mean, I mean, it's it's a dad and, and daughter story, both of them, mm-hmm. Croods and Mitchell's versus the machines.
0: I need to rewatch Mitchell's versus the machines.
1: It's I really, such a good movie, dude.
0: I saw it once a long time ago, and uh, I I definitely enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. I think it
0: might have been a little overhyped for me when I saw it, and so I need to watch it again. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I I I, I understand where you're coming from though with wanting it to beat Encanto because I. I felt the same way when it was Incredibles 2 versus uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I was like, if yeah. they give this two Incredibles, I know that they're not even watching these movies. Yeah. like <laughs> They're not paying attention. They're Absolutely. They're just picking the, picking the Pixar movie every time and just calling yeah. it a day. Yeah,
1: they're picking the namesake over over, <laughs> over the, quality. the art. Yeah, The
0: art, yes.
1: They're picking yes. the artists over the art.
0: Yeah. But, uh, but Spider-Man did win. And maybe you'll uh you'll get your wish here with the Mitchells versus the Machines. Yeah. Um uh, wrapping this up, he says, or they say, I don't actually hey, know. It's they day. say. Uh anyway, thanks for reading my ramblings. Keep getting those peas, John. Love Pantalones Productions.
1: But, but I don't like the peas.
0: Yeah, the peas are the are the penalty for losing,
1: but (laughs) the P stands for penalty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, anyway, that is going to do it for emails. Let's see if we got any iTunes reviews. Probably not. Yep. No new reviews on pod on Apple podcasts. All right. Thanks everybody. So (laughs) we're still at five stars though. So that's nice. Uh, John, is there anything Hmm. you'd like to plug? No, okay, me either. Really, <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, I've got my usual handles, but nothing, nothing like specific to come, you know, pay, be paying attention for. Hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah, you can follow this show at Dream Jerks Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can follow the band that John and I are both in called Pangolin at Pangolin FL everywhere on the internet. Uh, you can also go to pangolinfl.com, which will take you to everywhere online that we are. Uh, you can follow me personally at In on Twitter and Instagram. You can email this show, just like our good friends Newt and Emily did this uh, this time. You can email us at dreamdrickspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Uh, leave us a review and a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and anywhere else that'll let you do it smoke vanish alpha zeta bones jones marcos Lightspeed, crazy Calzoni, fat giraffe will do am bobo denkirk we'll see you all at band practice this is a long band we got to assign them uh, instruments at some point but not today yeah <laughs> uh for the dream to work we got to go to sleep so john any final word
1: Michanga Wanawanga. Michanga
0: Wanawanga. Good night everyone. Thank bye. you. Bye. <laughs>
1: Just before the dawn, when the light's still gone. Shine, shine your way. And you may not know where to go. To shine, shine your way.
0: Dream Jerk's podcast has no affiliation with DreamWorks Animation, Universal Pictures, or Comcast NBC Universal. The views or opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not represent the companies or organizations they happen to work for. The music by Penguin. No one can stop what has begun. You must believe when I say all of your tears will dry faster.